When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everdast. Bit of a surreal one, this. Backseat with her and going through New York. Coogan's jealous. Eddie, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, mate. We've just uh, what we've done Barstool, Ariel Hawani, getting ready for a big show at Madison Square Garden this Saturday. Life is good, baby. Talk to me about how big this show is on Saturday and how much it's crucial in Matchroom's plans going forward for Serrano, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, we're coming off the back of probably one of the greatest events in the history of Madison Square Garden. Uh, Amanda Serrano against Katie Taylor in this Saturday. Amanda Serrano gets a chance to become undisputed against Erica Cruz, our fighter. Of course, everyone's looking for Amanda Serrano to be victorious and set up that fight with Katie Taylor. But it's going to be a very tough fight for Alicia Baumgardner, who we're very proud of. It's an incredible story. She gets a chance to be undisputed at the weekend, Richardson Hitchens, uh, Ramner Ali, Sky Nicholson, Harley Medeiros, Aaron Aponte, it's a big card. Yankee or Riviera, our latest signing. I don't know if anyone's actually asked you this, right? What happens if Serrano does get beat on Saturday night? Because we can't yeah, overlook. I mean, I don't think it kills the Taylor Serrano fight, but certainly, you know, if you're gonna build up to that fight, which could be one of the biggest fights of all time, really a defeat would be disastrous really for, for Amanda Serrano because she wants to become undisputed you know she's won weight she's won world titles in seven different divisions but she's never got a chance to be undisputed and, and I'm so motivated by the female side of the game in terms of these champions wanting to unify wanting to become undisputed and you're getting to a point now where you're going to start seeing undisputed in every weight class and I think that's exactly how it should be where are we at with the, the Katie Taylor situation with the Irish government? Because I've seen they, they released something basically to say that Crow Park's not going to happen. I heard you on Ariel Helwani there state that the three arena is the front runner. Is that done for the three arena? Yeah, I mean, look, we're at a time now where we want to go May 20th. We're out of time. The cost of Crow Park was three times the cost of Wembley Stadium. And I know everyone just wants a tweet going, well, just pay for it. It doesn't really matter. Katie Taylor has her demands for that fight, as does Amanda Serrano. And we just can't make it happen there. And I don't want to keep waiting and waiting. I've promised Katie that her next fight will be in Ireland. Maybe we go to Croke Park in September. And, you know, I just feel like I would have liked to see more, more support. You know, there's no reason why those costs should exist, in my opinion. But it is what it is. And, you know, Katie's next fight will be in Ireland. Three Arena is a front runner. Um, and hopefully we'll announce that next week. Tell me what the situation is then for Katie. Like, is this the end for Katie after this fight? Does she oh, want to continue? Not, I'll tell you what, she's here tomorrow. If you say that to her, she'll chin you. You know, Katie Taylor is coming off the back of victory over a mandatory challenger and one of the best performances of her career against Amanda Serrano. So you know, she's got still big ambitions in the sport. She's not going to be around forever, but right now she feels great. Uh, she can't wait to fight in Ireland. And listen, maybe we, we have a, a run of fights in Ireland. Got a lot of Irish talent. Of course, Gary Cully going to be in a big fight. And there's another couple of great fights we're going to add to the card for Irish fighters as well. And uh, it's going to be a big night. Conor Ben situation. We've heard back and forth this week. I read somewhere potentially where we're going to get a decision today. What do you make of all the talk so far? I mean, I'm 
I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm finding out information from the media, really. You know, Connor Ben's appeal, I've not been part of. I'm across it, but I've not been on the calls. I've not been speaking to the lawyers. I've been told that a decision from the WBC and VADA is imminent. Um, they are the people that conducted the test. So they're the people that will hear the case. I'm getting a little bit sick and tired of British Boxing Border Control who you know, want to keep calling out Conor Ben, yet when they had the information the same amount of time we did, and as always, it's put on them to decide whether they'll sanction the fight. They took five weeks to make a decision. We lost a fortune and we got all the blame. But yet no members of the media want to ask why they took so long not to sanction the event. And, and ultimately, that's where a lot of the blame went on us. So I don't think anyone handled it perfectly, but at the end of the day, we are governed by the British Boxing Board of Control and contractually we will rely on their sanction to see whether a fight takes place. If Conor Ben is proved not guilty, like it seems is going to be the case, is there going to be a lawsuit towards the British Boxing Board of Control from Matchroom? Because you've lost out a yeah. lot of money in this, yeah. right? That's, there's a lot of things that happen in this process that we're not happy with, but look, let's worry about that after the decision comes out and let's uh, focus on the future of Conor Ben. And that's what we... All we care about at the moment is seeing him return to the ring. No one's ever going to be happy, you know. Contrary to people's um, opinion, I'm not the British Boxing Board of Control. I'm not DAZN. I'm not the WBC, and I'm not VADA. You know, everyone seems to just presume that every every decision that's made by governing bodies is a decision made by Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. I mean, and and no one will be happy when Conor Ben's cleared. Oh, it'll be a joke, you know. It, that's Eddie Hearn again, and he, uh, he's just like. We'll see. Ultimately, there's a, a, a hearing that's taken place, and we'll see what the results of that are. Is it fair to say that this is a, a flawed process from VADA in terms of how can two different samples be contaminated whenever they're supposed to be separate? Well, I think you're going to see... I mean, when people say, why don't you just release the report? It's a confidential hearing. That That's not our decision. That's the process that we have to be part of. So I don't know what's going to come out. Um, I've seen the... the the bulk of that report and it's frightening reading in a lot of respects and I think that a lot of things have got to change like I said I don't think anyone was perfect in this process um, but you know there's a lot of things we can learn What's the earliest we could see Conor Ben back in the ring then? May May I mean I think he's he's in training now you know what are we February February, March, April yeah April, May and you will you know you're going to see Conor Ben back around that time how about a, a fight against Josh Kelly? Does that make sense? I mean, at I this point... Really, I mean, I think we, he wants the biggest fight possible. And I'm talking more Eubank, Pacquiao, to be Crawford. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think Conor Ben wants to make up for lost time. He doesn't. He's not really interested in coming out and having a, a warm-up fight. Certainly not Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's a very good fighter, but that's not. it's not a fight of the magnitude that's available to Conor Ben. So we'll see. Let's get this over this hurdle first, and then we'll see what's next for him. Yard better be over at the weekend. What did you make of that? I thought it was a really good fight. I thought Anthony Yard was fantastic, showed a lot of heart. Better be ever. I felt like he was in control for a lot of the fight, and it's just the little things that he does. He's a very good fighter. But, you know, Yard stopped Rose in that fight. He deserves a lot of credit. Better be ever against Bivol, probably one of the greatest fights in boxing, and, and we should look to make that. But obviously, we have Callum Smith, who's mandatory to better be ever, and we have Canelo Alvarez that wants to fight Dimitri Bivol. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but exciting times. Joshua Boatsy as well. I think I think Boatsy Yard is almost like a natural fight now, in, in all honesty, and we'll see uh, what happens for a number of our fighters. You're in the privileged position that you've got Canelo, you've got Bivol, you've got Callum Smith. Which one of those do you think better be ever faces next? 
Probably Callum Smith. You know, I mean, he's the mandatory. Um, I want to see Callum get his opportunity. I want to see him try and become a two-division world champion. I believe he can beat Betterbiev. And obviously, if he beats uh, Betterbiev, then it's Callum Smith against Dmitry Bivol for undisputed. So, we'll see. Betterbiev, you can never write him off. He's a tremendous fighter. Canelo Ryder, there was talks at one stage it might land on the Emirates. Is that dead in the water? Is the fight still going to happen between them two? Yeah, the fight's not done. And John Ryder's definitely in the running for that fight. We, we still have to negotiate a few things on, on that fight. But um, I think you'll see that fight probably in the US or Mexico next. You touched on Joshua Boatsy there. What's his status with Matram? I've seen him on the broadcast for BT at the weekend. Is he still contracted with yourselves? When's he likely to be out next? Um, I think that Boatsy needs to make up for lost time. I mean, you know, his, his contract, uh, he's had his final fight with us and now we have matching rights moving forward, which you know, we intend to make sure that he remains a matchroom fighter. And I think that's his, his mindset as well. Um, you know, he last fought in May and we want to see him back in the ring as soon as possible. I think there's some massive fights out there for him. Um, I think the Anthony Yard fight is a tremendous fight. Dimitri Bivol, if Callum Smith fights better, Biev, will be looking to defend his championship prior to the Canelo fight. And I think Joshua Boatsy would be the name we'd be looking to put forward for that fight. Joshua Franklin, you've suggested it was done when you were speaking to Lars at Barstool. Is that done and will it be on April 1st? Oh, there'll, there'll be an announcement next week. I think, mean, you know, you are likely to see Franklin as, as that guy. I think it's a great fight for AJ to come back to. Contrary to the haters who say Joshua's finished, Joshua's done, yet Joshua will knock out Franklin in a couple of rounds. And, you know, Franklin beat Dillian White comfortably, but it's a bad opponent choice for Joshua. I think it's a very difficult fight, you know, to come back to. There's people going to be questioning AJ's confidence. He has a new trainer. There's a lot of pressure on him in that fight, but I can't wait to see him back at the O2. And, you know, I think he's in a good place. And I think he'll put together a sensational performance and make a statement to the division. What's your thoughts on uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury? Good How do you see that one coming? Yeah, good fight, I think. Exciting fight. A uh, lot of unknowns. It's not going to be an all-time boxing classic, but I think a lot of people will watch it. I'll watch it. Um, yeah, I, I like what Jake's doing. You know, I think he's making money. He's working hard in boxing. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on Tommy Fury. But, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's an interesting fight. Do you think you'll venture into this YouTube game again? I know you've no, said I that. Don't, I don't think that that's YouTube boxing. You know, I don't, I don't see Jake Paul as a YouTube fighter anymore. He's a fighter that came from YouTube. But, you know, and, and YouTube stuff is misfits. You know, it's celebrity entertainment format, if you like. Now you're seeing tag team stuff and stuff like that, um, which goes to show what it is. Don't take it too seriously. Have a laugh with it. And it's not boxing, but... You know, it's, it's doing good numbers and it's just an entertainment series. I was going to touch on that, though, because you're obviously aligned with the zone. There's not much that you can really say about it. But from a boxing, no. a boxing purist's point of view, no. a tag team fight, surely it's not, it's no, not something it's, you want I, to see. I can say what I want. I can say what I want. Of course, I work with the zone and it's, it's doing good numbers for the zone. You know, it's helping grow subscribers, which ultimately is good for our fighters as well, that more people are going to be watching them fight. So um, what do I think of it? I don't think a lot of it. I don't see it as boxing. It's an entertainment format. Don't take it too seriously, you know. Um, and, and that's about it. One final question: Wood Lara in a couple of weeks. Mm. Talk me through that fight and the options for Lee Wood coming out of that if he does come out yeah. with the win, or for Murtio Lara. I think British boxing in general. You know, we've bounced back. You've seen Eubank Smith. You've seen Better Be Yard, and now you've seen Wood Lara. It's three cracking fights to start the year. This is a tremendous fight. You know, someone told me today Lee Wood's nearly three to one to win that fight. You're talking about a, a, a champion fighting in his hometown that he's fight, it's a voluntary defense. 
he chose Maurizio Laris. It's unbelievable. And you know, I think I think he's the favourite going into that fight. I think he's full of confidence. He wants to make a statement. You know, the, the Warrington fight is there at the city ground. If he can win that fight, it's a huge fight. There's unification fights on the table as well. And you know, I, I feel like Lee Wood is on the verge of making a huge statement. But Lara is so dangerous. He's frightening. You know, the fight's called Dance with the Devil, and that's what it is. You know, it's one of those fights that could end at any moment. It's going to be sold out in Nottingham, and it's going to be a thriller of a fight. If Michael Conlon came through the Lopez fight, when that does happen. Do you think that Wood Conlon's a, a possibility for the summer, maybe at the city ground or in a stadium? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that fight will always be one to watch because the first fight was one of the best I've ever seen. Um, it's very difficult when you've got fighters with different promotional companies to make unifications, but you know, there's no reason why a fight like that shouldn't happen. Um, and we'll see. Ali, thanks for your time. We'll catch up tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.